Welcome to the 55th episode of Soundwave. I am your host, Matt, and over to the left of me is Eric. Hello, everybody. I thought we had to start out the show with a good old Robin Williams song from the movie Aladdin because he passed away this Monday. Yeah, he's dead. That sucks. Yeah. I was really excited for the Mrs. Doubtfire 2, actually. It could have been good. It could have been good, but now it can't be good because he's dead. Oh, Robin. So, yes... On another note, how have you been today? Oh, or pretty, this week or pretty, any time since we last talked? Pretty good. How about, <laughs> how about you, sir? Oh, I'm pretty good. I went, worked, I worked, and oh, Saturday, I went to Echo and the Bunnymen. Yes, you did, you lucky son of a bitch. It was amazing. They sounded like they did back in the 80s, and I was, it was just, it was just wonderful. Uh, I'm jealous. And then some guy got smashed in the face by a bottle. Yeah, you were telling me about this, and it sounded more like he went to a punk rock show. <laughs> yeah, for, the first scuffle that happened was a, a heavier set woman getting really excited and pushing her way through the crowd, and then there was a short, short lady that she kind of just stood in front of, and the short lady freaked out and was, like, spilling her bottle, her beer, like, splashing in her face and everything and jumping up and down yelling at her. It's crazy. And then behind me, when Lips Like Sugar came on on the last song, to something was going on with the lady like some guy was groping a girl and this old gentleman was being like hey stop it and then a fist fight broke out and then the other guy hit the old man in the face with a bottle and ran off that's just messed up so yeah he was bloody and uh it wasn't quite like they showed in train spotting though you know when the guy gets hit in the face uh-huh. with the but it would he had blood yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he was hurt but otherwise the show was amazing anything you've been listening to um no 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 I was listening to Glass Animals, that gooey song that you said you don't really like. Oh, yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> what? Let's see if I can find a good little clip of it. Gooey. I heard it on The the Current, and uh, yeah, I like it. This song's weird. <laughs> yes, that that is a. I, 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 those lyrics, they don't necessarily go together, but once you've listened to the song once or twice, it's stuck in your head for a really <laughs> long time. We were listening to it before we went uh, tubing, and uh, me and Peter couldn't stop singing about peanut butter vibes and my poo bears. I, I would, too, because that's <laughs> what I get from that song. And uh, the other person I just listened to today, actually, it's a pretty sweet music video. Robin and uh, Roiksop, I think that's how you say their name. Robin and Roiksop? Roiksop is the one band, and then Robin is the other singer. She does some other songs. But uh, I can't find it on iTunes at the moment. But uh, it's they're floating through space on this weird sphere thing, and it's kind of a cool, cool huh. music video. Uh, Interesting. I enjoy, oh, here we go. Here we go. I found it. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a 10 minute song, long song and music video. Yeah, I enjoy it. Reichsop is known for uh, this song. Except I don't really know it. They had they had this weird fame for a little bit. But yes, Robin and them have joined together to make a little EP, and it's a pretty good EP so far, what I've heard. Cool. Yeah. We'll have to t- check that one out. All right. Let's just go into news. Okay. Okay. All right, news was a little lame this week, but let's see what we got here. Morrissey had some trouble finding a label for a while there, but three weeks ago, his album World Peace is None of Your Business was released by Capital and Harvest. Apparently, his relationship with that label has dissolved. True to You reports that the label head, Steve Barnett, has decided to drop Morrissey. Morrissey is once again in search of a record label. Recently, Morrissey criticized Harvest for not paying any music, paying for any music video for his track "World Peace Is None of Your Business," but thanks the YouTube users for posting their own. God bless social media, he wrote. Huh? Pretentious asshole. Yep. That's because nobody wants to watch Morrissey music videos anymore. That and nobody probably really wants to work with him much either. Probably not. <laughs> uh, World worldwide known for being a douchebag. Yep. Paul McCartney has collaborated on the score for Destiny, a forthcoming first-person shooter video game for PlayStation and Xbox systems from Bungie and Activision. Uh, I was hoping Carlos would be down here so he could tell us all about Destiny, but I guess Paul McCartney has put his two cents into it. Uh, The score was composed over four years in New York, Los Angeles, and London's Abbey Road studio. McCartney also contributed a theme song for the game, which was recorded with a 120-piece ensemble at Abbey Road. Uh, the Times reports that the theme song will be released as a signal, and McCartney himself, himself is not known as a video game enthusiast, but I suppose when you've been with the Beatles for most of your life, you accept any challenge that comes your way. Pretty much, yep. Uh, no one cares about this, but what the hell. Kim Kardashian will reportedly release a book of selfies next year. Keeping up with the Kardashians star has signed a deal with Un- Rizzoli's universe imprint for a 352 page book of her best selfies Ugh. what the what is this country coming to (laughs) is that even a is that even a book that's all i took from the story just because i had to announce that yeah really 352 pages of selfies and uh, i guess in the article it said that when her and kanye went to thailand she took 1200 selfies i'm sure she did holy hell complete and utter narcissist that bitch is Gene Simmons is rarely on one to hold back his opinion. He certainly didn't do so on Monday when he visited the studios of HuffPost Live in, on Monday. The discussion turned into, in, into the immigrant situation in America. Gene said that he thinks all immigrants should learn to speak English. I'm actually, in quotes, I'm actually saying the thing that needs to be said because politically correct climate is bullshit. You don't want to upset anybody by saying, learn to speak the goddamn English. So as an immigrant, I'm telling you, learn to speak goddamn English. (laughs) 
It is the key to it that will unlock the keys to the, is the key that will unlock the keys to the kingdom. Simmons spoke for almost 10 minutes on his own immigration to the United States at the young age and advising new immigrants to do it the way he did. He learned English and he got rid of his accent and he became a legal immigrant. So he's telling them to get rid of the accent and become a legal immigrant. Do that, illegal immigrant. I didn't realize he was from Israel. Is he? Yep. No, I didn't know that. I had to, after I read that, I'm like, wait a minute. He's Where's not, he from? He's not, <laughs> yeah, so he's from Israel. Yeah, I always thought he was some kind of like Brooklyn like jackass. <laughs> right? Oh, like, no, Brooklyn, uh. And he probably moved over here at like two or something. Yeah, so right. It didn't even matter. Right. Uh, Foo Fighters recorded their next album in eight studios in eight different cities. Now full details have been shared about the band's follow-up to 2011's Wasting Light. It's a eight-track album called Sonic Highways out November 10th. The album is available in nine different covers, one for each of the cities it was recorded in, plus one forever cover, which is pretty cool cover. It has a whole bunch of chunks of cities all mashed into one, and it looks pretty sweet. Huh. Uh, Dave Grohl has also directed a new HBO documentary series called Foo Fighters Sonic Highways, which focuses on both the making of the album and the studios in Chicago, Austin, Nashville, Los, Los Angeles, Seattle, New Orleans, Washington, D.C., and New York, where it was made. So. Huh. Interesting. And then the very sad news emerged tonight that the actor and comedian Robin Williams has died. He was 63. Police suspect the cause of death was to be was from suicide. Many people all over the world have taken to social media to remember the man's life, work, and impact. Among them is Questlove, who posted a photo, a photo, a photo, a photo of William. That's a video, a video and a photo. I guess so. Yeah, and we just we just coined up a new. (laughs) What was the other thing we coined up the other night? Oh, I don't remember now. It was a good one. We will remember photo. Yes, Questlove, who posted a photo of Williams on Instagram along with a note recounting the Roots' memorable elevator ride with comedian 2001 Grammys. In it, Questlove wrote, We were walking backstage and had to ride an elevator to the backstage area, and we piled inside when suddenly this voice just said, Questlove! Black Thought, Rizal, The Roots from Philadelphia. That's right. You walked down in an elevator thinking to yourself, ain't no way this old dude's going to know, know the, my entire history and discography. We laughed so hard that ne- that never happened to us before. Someone, a legend, acknowledged us and really knew who we were. His son put him on to us. Man, it was a small two-minute moment in real life, but that meant the world to me at the time. Huh. So, yeah, afterwards he talks about they met up at other kind of gatherings and stuff, and he'd always try and stump the roots on their own discography and knowledge. Really? Yep. That's funny. And then at the end he says, may his family find peace in this sad time, and I will miss Robin Williams. And we will too. I, uh, I suppose. You don't like him? I don't. I never really thought he was that funny, I, honestly. I, I guess I was the right time in the 90s to grow up with him. I mean, I've seen, I seen his movies, but uh, I, I don't know. To, to me, he just was not as funny as everyone's like hailing him him as now like it's personal i mean yeah it sucks he's dead of course but well i have one uh one little clip from robin williams live at the met men you know you have a tiny creature living between your legs that has no memory and no conscience you know that (laughs) you know you have no control no control at all women know this when you look at it, you can see the look in their eyes like, oh, it's a ridiculous piece of flesh. <laughs> My God looks like a snail wearing a helmet. What is it? <laughs> or if you're uncircumcised, look like a snake wearing a sweater. You know that. 
it's ridiculous. But the moment he starts to rise, yeah. It's a different case to get that look in their eyes like, alien! There is no control over this tiny beast. You wake up in the morning, he's been up five minutes before, you're like, how you doing? <laughs> no conscious control. He's there. Yaha. Morning, time for jumping. Yeah. Wherever you live with is going, who are you thinking about? He looks at them with that one good eye and nobody, I'm on my own. Let's play horseshoes, get a towel, put a hat on me, let's take a chance. And you may be playing sports, maybe with other men. You've just done manly things. You've played a good game of football. You've just turned your friend's face into goo. You're in the locker room. You're soaping up going, good game, everybody. All of a sudden, he rises up and goes, hey, good game, everybody. <laughs> All your friends are going, yeah, real good game, Bob. <laughs> you have no control. It should be a separate creature. You should be able to take it off, boom, put him on the ground. <laughs> take him for a walk. He's got the rollers. He'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Make it a different beast. Yes, Robin Williams. A Night at the Met is a really good, uh, I think it's from the 70s or early 80s. It's a good uh, little thing. He talks about marijuana and cocaine and alcohol, and it's hilarious. <laughs> so, yes. 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 Here you go. Uh-oh. This day in history. <laughs> yes. What do you got for us today, man? In 1956, Elvis Presley's double-sided hit Don't Be Cruel slash Hound Dog is released. The disc will rocket to number one on the Billboard charts where it will stay for over 11 weeks, a record that will not be broken until 1992's hit End of the Road by Boys to Men. By the end of the year, Presley's hit would sell over 4 million copies. 4 million copies of records at that time is it's a lot of astronomical. records. I mean, still a lot of records now, but in 1956, damn. Also, in 1956, a Washington, D.C. disc jockey named Bob Rickman created the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Elvis Presley. <laughs> Much of the national coverage of the singer has been critical, as evidenced by the many headlines which refer to him as a hillbilly, a hick, and a threat to society. Uh, why didn't they say a hip thruster? He was a hip thruster. They, they did say that. I, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to put that one in. Yeah, so he was a pel- pelvic thruster. <laughs> in 1960, Pete Best became the new drummer for the Beatles. Their previous drummer, Norman Chapman, had been called into Britain's armed forces after he had replaced Tommy Moore the month before. The band would leave for Hamburg, Germany the next day. In 1962... Two years and four days after joining, Pete Best was fired from the Beatles by manager Brian Epstein, who told who was told by the rec, uh, record producer George Martin that he wanted to use a more experienced session drummer on the band's recordings. John, Paul, and George had long admired the work of Rory Storm and the Hurricanes drummer Ringo Starr, who jumped at the chance to join them. George Martin, that's the father of... Uh, it's another Martin that did the collaboration. It was part of the... Destiny news bit that I just oh, talked really? about. Yeah, oh, okay. the George Martin's son is the one who is the producing the score. Oh, that's cool. Huh. 1965, the Jefferson Airplane made their stage debut at the Matrix Club in San Francisco. Before the year is out, they'll become the first San Francisco rock group to sign a major recording contract. Cool. Yep. 1966, London's Catholic Herald calls John Lennon's remarks regarding the Beatles being more popular with teens than Jesus arrogant. <laughs> However, the publication went on to say, that's probably true. 
It's true. Because it was true. 1968, Hey Jude slash Revolution becomes the first Beatles single to be released on their own Apple Records. A lot of Beatles today. A lot today. of Beatles stuff this week. Well, it's it's usually like all like Beatles and Elvis Presley, yep. and then you get down to it, and then it's like, oh, I don't care about John Fogarty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 1975, Peter Gabriel announced that he was leaving Genesis. The group auditioned more than 400 singers during the next 18 months before deciding that Phil Collins, who had been the drummer for Genesis since 1970, could front the band. No, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's... um. Well, they spend 18 months, uh, you know, trying to find somebody when they could have just been like, hey, Phil, you know. <laughs> Phil's just been there going, hey, guys, guys, <laughs> yeah, the whole he's, time. He's the drummer, and they're not paying attention to him. Guys, come on. Guys, guys, give me a chance. 1987, an L.A. judge throws out a lawsuit against Ozzy Osbourne that had been filed by the parents of a teenager who killed himself while listening to Ozzy's song, Suicide Solution. Oh. Interesting. Which, you know, Ozzy made him do it, but then the judge is like, no, it's only a song. And in 2006, wearing an orange Department of Sanitation vest, dark capri pants, and none of his trademark stage makeup, former Culture Club frontman Boy George (laughs) swept trash and leaves off a New York City sidewalk. The singer was sentenced to community service after pleading guilty in March to falsely reporting a burglary in his Manhattan apartment, where responding officers found cocaine. He was eventually reassigned to sweep a gated Department of Sanitation parking lot after the media surrounded him on the street and caused too much chaos. Jesus. Yeah, right? What a weird man. That guy is a very, very weird. Hmm. And that's all I have for news this week. It was not an exciting week. No, not at all. The weekly theme this week was futuristic songs, and I think this has to be part two because I might have done this back before I left from for okay. Japan. So this is futuristic songs part two part, with a new guest. Part two, except our new guest is just our co-host that's here every week now. Yes. So, yes, I had fun doing this one. It's it was challenging at times, but then you just have to think about it. Well, anything can be futuristic in your own mind, right? That's so, how you present it. Yes, and Eric. You stole your first one from me. No, I called dibs on it because I knew you were going to go with it. Fine. So I called dibs. All right, what's your first one? The first one is a very futuristic song about love in outer space. It's by the flock of seagulls. It's called Space Age Love Song. This music video is so cheesy. (laughs) It's horribly cheesy. (laughs) It's almost creepy cheesy. I was falling in love. In outer space. In outer space. (laughs) All right, my first one. Uh, it's called Closer by College, who also does your A Real Hero from mm, Drive. Uh, this one, there's no singing in it, and it's only like a minute long, but it sounds, it reminds me of Blade Runner. Uh-huh. Vangelis is opening to Blade Runner, so I chose it because it reminded me of a 
dystopian future yeah. with Blade Runner. Right. I was actually thinking about picking the Blade Runner theme, but I already had one thing, so... Very futury. A little bit. Yeah, it made me want to put on a jetpack <laughs> and, and float around the sky. Float around the sky <laughs> while listening to a real hero. All right. <laughs> What's your second one? The second one that I chose, um, this song's pretty much very easy to get that uh, sci fi futuristic vibe from. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was, it was prominent in uh, several 1980s uh, yeah. Let's Do Some Futuristic Stuff movies. Was it in Weird Science or no? No, I don't think it was in no. Weird Science. Or there might have been some kind of clash between Weird Science and my choice, Blinding Me with Science by Thomas Dolby. <laughs> Thomas Dolby. I never knew who sang that song. No, it's Thomas Dolby. And was he related to Dolby Digital at all? I think so. Really? I think his dad is uh, the guy that is Dolby Digital. That's funny. Yeah. I hope that's true. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it, though. <laughs> uh, my second one is also a band from the 80s, but uh, this is from their new album. It's Orchestral Mover Maneuvers in the Dark. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, The Future is Silent. It's got future in the name. I hear that and I think of a robot walking. Yeah, something with a robot. Yeah, definitely a robot. Yeah, OMD. They're a fun band. I enjoy them. Very pretentious name, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is your third one? Uh, the third one that I picked comes from the best futuristic movie of all time. Oh, yeah? Well, depending on your view of it, because it does say uh, in a galaxy a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. So I don't know if it's future or if it's past. We'll never know. Or maybe if it's even present. I just don't know. But I picked this one because it's very alien sounding, and it's just... Uh, I don't know, like, for what they had to use in, in the time when they made the song, it's very, uh, it captures the sci-fi feel of the movie. Um, and I'm talking about, of course, the cantina theme from Star Wars.
And now we have Eric to thank for putting that in our heads for the rest <laughs> of the day. <laughs> it's already in mine. My third one is Default by Adams for Peace. It's Tom York and Flea's other band that they did together. And uh, I really enjoy the album. And uh, this one's called Default. for that sound. Which one? Probably one of those wooden things yeah. with the grooves on it, you know, and you slide. I don't know what they're called. Glock, Glockenspiel? Glockenspiels. Is that what it is? Maybe that is a Glockenspiel. A Glockenspiel. I like to play the Glockenspiel. I love the Glockenspiel. <laughs> I'm so good at it. <laughs> now we turned into Spanish or, so, or Italian. I'm so good at it. <laughs> I'm so good at playing the Glockenspiel. <laughs> but yes, let us know what your favorite futuristic songs are on our Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios. We would love to interact with you and just just let us know. Throw, drop us a line. Yeah, drop us that line. Anything else you want to bring up this week? Um, no. Any announcements that you you're doing? No. Do I have anything I'm doing? I don't know. I don't know either. I should probably figure that out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I just got work. Yeah, me I too. I don't got any concert coming up again. I wish I had another one. Me too. Because they're so much fun. They are fun. I wish I didn't have to go to work and I could have saw people get hit in the head with the beer bottles. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm then see Ian McKellar up on stage just belting out his awesome stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that too. But Oh, okay. Just that. <laughs> more, more so the bottle ice. Yes, yes, yes. All right. I got a... Uh, for the closer today, I have uh, Jumbo, Jumbo by Underworld. Underworld's one of my favorite bands and uh, this is one of my favorite songs by them. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New episodes are released every Thursday. The theme next week, it's an easy theme, just some of our favorite songs. And we're going to have four each next week. How about that? That sounds good to me. Not, we don't have to work too hard for that no, one. No, we don't really just have to favorite work for that songs. Uh, for updates, more information about Soundwave and our other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios, or you can even follow us on the Twitter at Blind underscore Ninja. Our flagship show, Department of Offense, is still live every Saturday. Come and join in the fun at blindninjastudios.com slash live. You can chat with us, ask us questions. You can see our kind of pretty faces. There are five other shows, including this one, available to stream on our website at blindninjastudios.com, or you can even subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. If you just can't get enough of Soundwave or our other shows, you can help us out by supporting us. This stuff isn't cheap. At the bottom of BlindNinjaStudios.com, click on Patreon and sign up. It works as a subscription service. You can donate anywhere, anything as low as $1, and that just is a monthly reoccurring charge on your credit card. And there's incentives, too, with how much you want to donate to us. Yes. Incentives are good. So... There's another way you can also help support us, and it's by shopping on Amazon. Shopping on Amazon, you say? What? You can do that? How? You just go to our website, blindnewsstudios.com, and click on Amazon at the bottom of the page. It just takes you to the Amazon homepage, and 
it just, as you buy something on there, a little chunk of that comes to but, us from Amazon. But does it cost me more money? It, no, it doesn't cost you anything. It's just wow. shopping as you normally do on Amazon. That Only is... it just takes money from Amazon and puts it in our pockets. Wow. I know. It's that easy. And you can even bookmark the link. So you just open up your Safari or Chrome or Internet Explorer, whatever you <laughs> may use. Netscape, maybe Netscape, even. Netscape, yeah, yeah. And just click on the little bookmark there, and it'll take you to Amazon, and it'll just route you through us without you even knowing it. Uh, any questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at blindfeedback at blindnewtocilias.com, or you can even message us on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we shall talk to you next week. Peace. Goodbye.